Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Steve Ekstrom here, host of the Business Class Podcast with the Tourism Academy. Today's guest is somebody I've been looking forward to talking with for a while, Tony Lyle, Executive Director of Visit Galveston, right there on the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, welcome to the program, Tony. Thanks, Stephen. I know we've been um, trying to talk for a while, and it's a pleasure to be here today. And I, I've got to ask, since you mentioned it, I'm going to ask you about your accent first. Oh, How did you get that accent in Texas? Oh my gosh, the Alabama accent that I have. Is that what you're talking about? I'm pretty sure, yes. It was either that <laughs> or Kentucky. I wasn't sure yet. Yes. No, originally from um, Southwest England and, um, you know, worked over there. But I, I'm nearly to that stage where I've nearly spent um, half of my life here in the United States. But I started out working for British tour operators in the UK, um, you know, on the customer facing end, you know, in resort representation. So, um, you know, did, did a lot of that in Europe and ended up coming over to the US as a ski rep. So I would greet British um, holiday makers um, in resort and, and be there for them. And I did that in Vermont and Colorado and also Lake Tahoe. So, you know, one of the comments that I got from another um, DMO leader was that to be successful in this industry, you have to be willing to to migrate, to move. Um, how have you found that experience for yourself? You know, starting over again in new places and different places, you know, continuously throughout your career. Well, I, I think it's twofold. I don't think it's it, it, it is moving destinations, and 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 I've done that, but it's also moving within the industry. So I, you know, I work for resorts, um, you know, beach resorts. I work for a ski resort. Um, you know, doing international sales and marketing. I worked for hotel, casino, um, and then got into the, the DMO world um, and, you know, got to a stage um, at my career. I was with Visit Lake Tahoe um, on the California-Nevada state line and um, looking to grow again. And in order to to step up to where I wanted to be or where I am today meant moving um, again. So I, I've traded the mountains after 30 years um, for the beach. So here I am on an island in the Gulf of Mexico. What do you love most about your work? I, I, I talk to the staff about this. You know, we're in tourism. We sell dreams. Let's have fun. This is what we do. Um, you know, we get excited about our product. We get excited about the storytelling. Um, I'm really passionate about storytelling and and, and 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 also remembering who the audience is. We get very, very close to the product that we sell and we forget that the people we're talking to know absolutely nothing about your destination and its attractions. So put yourself in their shoes and tell the story and make the story about them, not about you. What's your earliest travel memory? Oh, my gosh. I went skiing when I was an early teenager to, to Austria on a school trip. Um, and we flew into Munich and then took a four-hour bus ride into, in, into Austria for a week of skiing. Um, I remember that vividly. Um, but then after that, when I came back with my family, I was the expert traveler because no one had ever flown before. And we went um, to the Balearic Islands, to Ibiza, 
um, for a family holiday, and I still have pictures of those on the on the runway, you, you know, going up the steps to get on the plane. And this is probably, dare I even say, um, probably mid eighties. What about those experiences do you hope visitors to Galveston feel? You know, we can talk about all of the attractions and the amenities that, that we've got on the island, but really we want to focus in on, on leading with how are they going to feel emotionally? What are they going to feel like when they're here? What are they going to taste? What are they going to smell? What are they going to feel? And we need to lead with the, 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 the emotional um, aspects. Um, to entice people, why why would you come to Galveston? What are you going to get out of it? Once we've done that, then we can start talking about where are you going to sleep and what are you going to do and where are you going to eat. Um, so, you know, when you look back on those vacations from 20, 30, 40 years ago, it, it's tastes and smells that you remember and emotions. I don't remember the hotel room. I haven't the faintest idea. I don't actually remember a lot of the restaurants, but I remember going and just feeling uh, like I was on an adventure. You know, I was young. Um, we, we did some crazy new things that we would never have done in England, that we were doing in Spain or in, in Austria. And, and you know, for all of us, you know, look back, do it yourself. What do you remember about, you know, a, a vacation 20 years ago? And that's what we've got to remember when we're telling our story um, about our own destinations. We've got to focus in on those things that are important. When you were growing up, what did you want to be as an as a grown up, as an adult? Oh my gosh, I still don't know what I want to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. Yeah, it probably took me until I was in my early thirties to really. I kind of fell into tourism through snow sports through skiing and snowboarding and I was doing that up in a little job up in the highlands of Scotland and I'm like how can I do more of this for the whole winter season and that's when I discovered that there were tour operators and the tour operators had staff in in their resorts back in the days of catered chalets and hotels and in resort reps and I, I went down that road there was no internet I had to you know call and ask for an application and mail it in and and lo and behold, I, I got a job. And it's been a learning experience all the way, um, learning about the industry. And, and what appealed to me about DMO world and, and working for a DMO really came when I was selling um, a resort. Um, and when I say a resort, it had a marina, it had lodging, a campsite. It was a fully-fledged um, resort on the water at Lake Tahoe. And also as a, a one of the casino hotels there is that really, you know, in a hotel, I was really just selling a pillow. But in order to sell that pillow, I had to sell the whole destination. Why come to Lake Tahoe? How are you going to get from the airport to, to the town? What are you going to feel like? What, what are you going to experience there? And by the way, I want you to stay at my hotel. So when we're selling all these aspects um, of a vacation to um, either to a consumer or to a third-party vendor of travel, we're telling that story. And then when a job came up at the DMO, I'm like, I've been doing this already. I've been doing this for years. Please let me do it for real. And um, <laughs> I, I did that um, with Visit Lake Tahoe for 11 years before I moved here. And I've, I've been here in Galveston for just over six months. What has been the most surprising thing that you have found in Galveston? 
Oh, good grief. I mean, it it is one of the most friendliest places that I have visited in the United States, and I mean that. So just walking down the street, um, whether it's in the downtown area or you're in the supermarket, people are eyes up and they're engaging, people greeting each other, and they genuinely want to know your story. Um, there's no animosity to outsiders um, for the most part. Where are you from? We're pleased you're here. You know, welcome. Truly a, um, a welcoming place, and, and it really makes you feel good and, and part of the, the, the community. And that goes for people who are new like me, but also for visitors. And, of course, we can go into the fact that we're a cruise port. We have a Victorian downtown historic area we have the beach and and all of these nature preserves and everything else but really the people more than anything else what advice would you give to somebody who is starting their career now i often call our industry the hidden industry that nobody really knows what it knows about so residents you, you know within your community don't know that it exists you know, destination marketing, they don't know what we do, let alone people out there. And we have this this parallel universe that goes on with our own trade shows and, and our communities and, and networks. Um, but really, any advice I would give to somebody would be to, you know, you don't necessarily need to be a job hopper. Um, you don't want a reputation of, you know, hopping jobs every every year or two. Is 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 to fully understand how... Everything ties together, and this industry that we're in um, is complex, and the supply chain. And get involved um, at any level, whether it's in a hotel or a transportation company, but know where you fit in that supply chain and that ecosystem of this hidden industry that exists. Um, networking, um, your friends and your your friends are. My friends are my colleagues. They're people that I've met in this industry for the last 25 years. They are my friends. They're a fun bunch. Um, you know, everywhere we go, wherever, whether we're traveling together or on sales missions or whether we're at a conference, because it's tourism. We're fun people. It's a fun industry. And and really do embrace it. And, and, and like I mentioned, you know, there's nothing wrong in working front desk. You know, interacting with with customers um, and and visitors, and ask them their story. Be genuinely interested. You will meet people from all over the world with the most fantastic stories, and I think that makes you a richer person. Um, you know, meeting people like that. I met a man um, a couple of years ago who ran a crawfish farm, um, actually not too far from you. And um, I said to him, you know, where do you like to go to travel? And he looked at me and he paused for a moment and he says, you know, I get to experience people from around the world because they come and visit me. And he says, I feel like I'm traveling. I feel like I'm learning about different cultures and different people because I take the time to, to learn. And I take the time to learn from, you know, everybody that comes to visit the crawfish farm. That's um, just so true because I think it broadens your horizons. It makes you understand other people's cultures. Um, it makes you help you respect where people are coming from. Um, you know, the world is very diverse, as are tourists and visitors. And engaging with them, I think it 
it, it, it makes you all a better person, I think. What is something about you that your staff in Galveston would be surprised to know? Oh my gosh, I've been asked this question a few times. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of things. I used to be um, a radio presenter on a, a station out of the UK. I used to do a Saturday morning breakfast show from 8 till 11 while I was in Lake Tahoe. Um, and the other interesting thing, um, I traveled to North Korea by myself. And came back. It was with thirty Chinese people on a bus. But... Uh, do you speak Chinese or Korean? I used to. I used to travel a lot to to um, um, South Korea, to Japan, um, to China, and whenever I would have to do a presentation, I I had it all written down on my phone um, phonetically. And I was able to um, to to um, introduce myself, where I was from, and give a greeting. I'm so pleased to be here, all in their own languages. And oh my gosh, just the fact that that um, a Westerner would go to that effort, albeit probably pronounced really badly, um, just that effort. Um, it was it, it it helped me make a lot of friends. It was great for business um, and. Um, yeah, it's not difficult, you know, to go that little extra mile just to show that you're willing to work with people, especially internationally. What's something you'd like to learn? Oh, I learn something every day. I think anybody who says they don't have anything to learn, that you know, they're fooling themselves. Something I would like like to learn. You know, there's there's still a lot um, to learn, especially in in leadership. You know, we're a medium-sized DMO, um, you know, with a budget of about $10 million, which is a lot of money. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, politicking. It's all about relationships. Again, we talk about relationships with our visitors and and, and, and travel trade partners and, and the media and things like that. I think relationships with um, um, elected officials, I think um, being able to play that game um, if you want to call it a game, um, interacting with um, and getting involved in politics. I think that's something I would love to learn. Um, profession, uh, personally, I've been very blessed to travel all over the world with work mainly um, and done some crazy things. Um, you know, I like to have a lot of fun. You know, personally, you know, things to learn. I would love to learn about some more cultures. There's some cultures around the world that I have not really got involved with, I've not visited. And I'm talking about things like mainly in Africa is something that really appeals to me. But, you know, really going off the beaten track and, and not on a commercial safari or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm thinking Anthony Bourdain up the Congo, that kind of stuff. So it's interesting that you mentioned that getting off the beaten track and, and off of the, the commercial, you know, the safety of that commercial safari. Uh, what advice would you have for somebody coming to Galveston that, that also wants that sort of unique, not so touristy, tourist experience? No, well, that's where we start talking about luxury. And, you know, you know, people say they want a luxury experience. Well, luxury, luxury is... It, 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 is really subjective. 
because it's not necessarily a five-star hotel. Luxury to somebody could be a little cabin on the beach with no one around you where you've got that um, peace and quiet with a beautiful view in an authentic cabin. And that's total luxury to some people. Um, you know, people want to go off the beaten track here. This, this island's, you know, 32 miles long um, by at most four miles wide. Um, and, and, and there's a downtown area you can see out the back of the window. I'm in downtown, historic downtown area. And the cruise port's just over here. But literally, if I drive um, five miles east, everything becomes very rural. And the further you go, you've got you've got 30 miles to go. The further you go east, it becomes more and more rural. And there's all sorts of um, um, places to stay. There's a, We have a state park. And you can just enjoy the beach. I mean, I've been out on the beach sometimes way out west where I look either way and I can't see anyone for two miles. And I got the whole place to myself. And I love to walk on the beach, you know, being by the water and and, and walking on the beach is very spiritual to me. And um, it's good for my soul. So if that's the kind of thing you want to do, you know, head out west. It's all about the birds and, and nature and, um, you know, sitting on the beach with a beer. What would you like to ask me? You know, I mean, Tourism Academy has 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 a place within the industry, and really, I would love to understand your elevator pitch on on what is Tourism Academy and how it benefits people. Sure, um, the Tourism Academy is a nonprofit dedicated to creating effective and efficient education for people in the industry, so that we can help more people travel and more people have those life-changing experiences, and we can do it sustainably. Um, sustainably to our local economics, sustainably to our environment, sustainably to you know, our, our livelihood. Um, so it, it came from this, this realization a few years ago that a lot of the training and education in the industry was um, subpar. There's a lot of knowledge, but it wasn't being shared. Everything was happening in its silos. So we wanted to create a space where there could be a cross-pollination of idea, uh, where best practices can be applied throughout the industry. Uh, and you see that now with programs like frontline training um, in 30-something cities throughout North America, or English for tourism training that we offer now with the Saudi government, or um, microeconomics and circular uh, circular economies that we do around UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Um, we apply concepts of organizational psychology, adult learning, technical design, instructional design with tourism subject matter expertise. It creates something where I learn every day and, and it creates a, a livelihood for a group of nerds and geeks who thrive on, on learning. And uh, one of my favorite quotes is Robert Heinlein, who wrote, when one teaches to learn. You know, I think that's exceptionally true of, of this industry. You know, we learn as much from our visitors as our visitors learn from us, and sometimes more so. Absolutely. Uh, we combine the technology, we combine the, the service work of, of creating programs, uh, the technology to deliver those programs, and the subject matter expertise to, to apply it. Well, I applaud you um, for helping bring bring in new people into the industry. We need to fill fill the hopper and bring new new talent along into the industry. We do, we do. What would you say is the um, the most rewarding thing to you about your work? 
I enjoy seeing my employees doing a good job. Um, I, I I take great gratification of um, giving the credit to the staff for what they do. And and I always use the royal we. It's we did this. It's never I did this. So building a team to start with um, is, is very gratifying. But then seeing success. Um, we have a lot of initiatives out that we do a lot of group business, conference business, and and travel trade is something that we're we're really trying to grow, um, especially internationally. But then partnering with Houston, Texas, and Brand USA, and developing those relationships and seeing success, and going to new operators that have never even heard of Galveston, selling the story, telling the story rather, selling your product, and for them to get excited about it wanting to come visit but then also to sell our product and, and include it in their portfolio those kind of successes are, are exciting for me the same as media i mean you know what fan trips are like fan trips are the the, the, the best selling tool we have in, in our in our bag of tricks if we can get um, a fan trip of um, travel agents tour operators or, or, or media trips in to the destination and showcase it in the right way and they get excited about it they go back and sell it. They put it on their websites. They start selling it. They write these great stories. And, and that excites me, that kind of success. If folks want to learn more about the destination or plan a visit, how would they do so? Pretty easy. Visit Galveston.com. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for joining me today. I appreciate it. I'll see you on the road. Thanks for having me today.